0: Psychology Systems Limited are the leading provider of radiotherapy ancillary equipment in the UK and Ireland. Serving the community for over 22 years, we pride ourselves on exceptional service and quality products. Please take a moment to visit our website www.osl.uk.com and take a look at our product lines, which include Macromedics for patient immobilisation and IBA dosimetry for all your radiotherapy quality assurance needs. We are more than happy to take your questions, so please do get in touch via our website or email inquiry at osl.uk.com and one of our specialist team will be available to assist you.
1: Hello and welcome to Brad Chat. My name is Jo McMara, and I'm
0: joined by a fellow host named
1: Joel Anderson. Hi everyone. So we're here at UKIO in Liverpool and I'm joined today by two amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Uh, so my name is Adele Lyons, I am the Head of Sales and Service for Varian, uh, UK and Ireland.
0: Hello there, I'm Raj Baskara. I'm the UK Sales Manager for uh, Scotland and Northern England and Midlands.
1: And Raj, we used to work together, didn't we? Yes,
0: going back nine, ten years ago. Oh,
1: a lot. I think it might even be longer than that, Raj. Honestly, it's a long, <laughs> long time <laughs> for clinical,
0: but yeah, lovely to yeah, see you.
2: Yeah, good to see you too. Okay. Um, So yeah, as I say, I'm I'm in charge of sales and service. So I have a team of around about 57, I think it is at the moment. We're recruiting, so it changes. Um, So we have a sales team, which is made obviously Raj is part of, who are called account managers. Um, and so we have three account managers and a head of sales, um, Andy Grocott, and they basically look after all of the needs of our customers in terms of radiotherapy equipment, purchases, um, services that they might need and and want to to operate the clinical service in the department. So they're very long-term relationships that are developed, you know, I hate to say I've been in, uh, working for Varian for 25 years, and you know a lot of the customers I, you know, was in sales um, as well. You're working with all that time, maybe in different departments. Um, and then we have our um, team of engineers who look after the equipment, so the maintenance contracts, and um, you know they are really expert engineers that look after our customers, look after the contracts that are in place for software and hardware. So. Yeah, it's a really interesting job, I love it, and as I say, been with Varian for 25 years, mm. so it's flown by. What did
0: you do before that, or how did you get into it?
2: So I was a therapy radiographer. I, a therapeutic, uh, therapeutic, therapeutic. <laughs> therapeutic, sorry, sorry. No, I was a therapeutic radiographer. Actually, back
1: when you were a the radiographer, it was therapy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah.
2: So um, I... Trained and qualified in Leeds at Cookridge Hospital before it moved to St. James's and um, I Yeah, went through you know all the different sort of layers if you like to superintendent um, Did the implementation of chart radiotherapy so the hyper fractionated radiotherapy Um, and when I was a therapeutic radiographer there just wasn't the opportunities that now you know with advanced practitioners we're going into more specialized roles so in 91 92 i went to move to phillips before it was a and um was an application specialist and trained all the products all around the world so did a lot of travel it was yeah really loved that and then moved to varian in in 97 so that was my
1: do you want to
0: tell us about your background? Oh, my background? Oh, thank you. I, I was trained as a dosimetrist uh, in Clwyd, North Wales, and I worked there for two years and then moved to Western Park in 2006 as a dosimetrist again, working in Mouldroom and treatment planning. Uh, I, I, at that point, I think I was getting involved or getting close contact with patients who have. Uh, been uh, had a surgery and come to mold room for getting their impression done so that is when I had a direct contact with patients to know about their journey the starting journey of treatment Um, then getting into the next stage of treatment planning their uh, planning scan and then coming coming to the dosimetry of QA machine QA as well at that point I think we were involved in checking whether the machine were uh, um, operating in the right efficiency uh, at the right right tolerances for the machine, um, so then sort of worked in Gamma Knife as well in Sheffield, uh, as Sheffield as the National Stereotactic Center for Radio Surgery um, for four years, and then back in Western Park, and I finished my NHS experience uh, in 2012, and uh, for the last nine years to ten years I've been working commercially in different companies. And I've been with Varian for the last three years now. Uh, having worked in clinical background made me understand what, what the what the patient needs uh, in terms of um, yeah in terms of the treatment uh, and technology wise, and that, that has greatly helped me to uh, do my current job. Uh, uh, yeah, helping patient patient care. It's amazing, isn't it? How many who work in
1: the commercial industry have a clinical background, and I suppose it's really reassuring. But even from a patient's perspective, how many of the, you know, the design and implementation of hardware and software comes from the minds of people who have treated cancer patients? Yeah. Do you believe that's something that you look for in people that you recruit actively? And Absolutely. To
2: and I think, you know, it, it's such a, it's, it's such a specialised field and although you know we say we work in sales or commercial, it's a it's a partnership with our customers. So you know, I feel very strongly, and and certainly what I've focused on in, in my role is is consulting those clinical teams and helping them understand which technology is going to fit best for them and their patients and the service that they want to deliver. Um, and obviously, you know, funding doesn't come around very often, so it's sort of making sure they're fully aware. Product roadmap: What's coming? What is going to be the best solution? You know, if you've got the money now, invest in you know like adaptive radiotherapy. That's you know the big focus that, um, that now and, and to give advantages and, and improve the service and improve ultimately improve outcomes for patients. So I think the team are very focused on that. It's very much part of our ethos in in Varian it's doing you know what's right by the customer by our you know their patients and you know, hearing back the voice and what is what is said from customers in terms of what their needs are, you know, the workforce issues, patient numbers, efficiency, quality of, 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 of the treatment delivery, that's all fed back into our engineering team from people that understand what is being requested and actually can say, No, this is actually what customers need, this is what patients need. And I think you know, I think I truly believe you do see that in the, in the products that we that we deliver, and every product that is designed has customer input. So all of our, our products have a customer input into the into the design, and that's why you know they're sort of implemented so so easily and efficiently. I, I, I believe, and and the focus very much that we have is is. Um, Making sure that products are installed very quickly because we, you know, we understand the disruption of changing out a treatment machine, the effect that has on the clinical service. So, you know, the latest machines can be installed in a week, commissioned in a week, and you're treating in three weeks, and you're treating more patients per hour, but still with a very, very high quality of treatment. So, I think we really, really, because of that clinical background at agree, we understand. Needed and that is absolutely fed back into the product roadmap. And our, our lead of, of product development was an ex a physicist out of Washington University, so totally understands what <laughs> what, what we need.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think the commissioning side is what people don't appreciate. I think when I've worked in departments before, we've had like LINAC refresh and patients say, Why am I coming at eight in the evening? This is exactly why. Obviously, the engineers will try and explain, but. It is that, it's a safe, it's an engineering feat that we get something in quickly, commission it so it's safe to deliver treatment. But it's such a massive ordeal sometimes isn't it?
2: Absolutely, and I think more departments now are so, you know, the idea of having what you call a decamp bunker, so you have a spare bunker so you can put a new machine into there so it doesn't affect the service. You know, a lot of departments don't have that luxury. Um, and also, we've got you know a massive backlog of patients now. The demand for radiotherapy has increased massively, not just because of COVID, but the patient numbers increasing. So that stress for the department is you know we understand that totally. Um, and it's 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 not only providing equipment, but also services to help with commissioning as well to speed that through and make sure the commissioning and recording of all of that dosimetry data is as accurate and um, the highest quality that it possibly can be because that affects the plan quality that comes out We have, obviously working at Sheffield University, we have
1: lots of uh, students who kind of aspire to work in commercial industry, thinking it's the high life of corporate, <laughs> car, you know, oh corporate, corporate car and a corporate car and a new city every every week
2: what are the realities of working in the industry? Um, what could are the just realities? Say no, it really is.
0: <laughs> yes. got, it's not company helicopter. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> <what it> <laughs> I mean, it's oh my goodness. What are the realities? It's 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 hard work. You know, it's it's a lot of commitment, a lot of weekend work, um, long hours, the same. But I think, you know, from my point of view, it's it's exciting as well. I mean, it, you know, I love the customer interaction, the relationships that we have with our customers. It's my, you know, what I enjoy uh, the most and actually seeing the reward of actually seeing the, the products being implemented and patients benefiting from those products that have been put in place. And, you know, we have, I think, it, you know, it, it, it is hard work, but it's you can be very creative as well. So we, you know, put together an ethos workshop, didn't we? So it's no. sort of recognizing the needs. What's going to help the community? What's going to bring the community together to help implement, for example, ethos adaptive radiotherapy? How can we, you know, help? Because everybody works in their different trust, in their different department, and sometimes it's not easy to sort of share information. So try and help facilitate that. So I think. Yeah, it's a really interesting job. It's a lot of work, but you get a lot back as well. Yeah. It's very yeah. rewarding. I exactly. hope Raj says the yeah. same yeah. thing. i have got to echo the
0: same thing in a different way. Yes. It's yes. After yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, this, thing. She's yeah. deluded. No, no. <laughs> It's all the same. No, it's completely rewarding in a, in a way that it, it gives you the, the satisfaction that you uh, you you've been able to help help the patient life. Um, yeah as as you have the clinical background you you understand the technology what you, what needs to be done for the patient for the right patient in the right right time so uh, yeah the other technology as, as Adele said we we develop products uh, in terms of the market needs and and what the customer needs uh, and our products are human human centric designs so uh, made, made it to be uh, much quieter now so it's uh, and and it's resemblance of What the diagnostic machine looks like, and patient doesn't feel feel that anymore now. Now that they they, they go on undergo the treatment under the product, that they don't feel that they had. um, The the experience is much more uh, much much uh, developed right now.
2: But I think I mean going back to the role as well. Standing up for hours on an exhibition center is uh, is uh, hard work. So you have to be prepared for that.
1: Setting up, yeah. Essentially, a four-hour window, and some like Marion and Seema, you guys have some pretty impressive stats, don't you? Absolutely. Like so into Astro, Astro, like you guys, yeah, you you probably invest, don't you? In oh, I mean it's status.
2: yeah, millions. Yeah. So you know it's um, it's you know, multiple shows as well, multiple exhibitions. The two big ones you mentioned, Astro and Astro, we take several pieces of equipment, so there's actually linear, they're not fake, they're actual linear accelerators um, and then they're shipped um, to customers and installed, so huge amount of work and obviously the health and safety because they're moving around as well, um, but all the demonstrations, um, you know, that's, so when I was in application, so our application specialists and education specialists will do a lot of the demonstrations and it's literally one after one of showing the product and, you know, talking to customers and answering questions. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we love it, but it's probably not as glamorous as maybe they might sort of initially <laughs> think. It's, uh, you know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not a move that I've I've regretted. But I think now, um, you know, what I would advise, because we t- we used to do um, study days, so for Sheffield, tonight, I've been up and done presentations as well, so David and Angie Eddy well, and, um, you know, get the experience, get some experience behind your belt. That's what you need to then you come into industry. In because you'll, have, you'll have health education in
1: here. What really <laughs> I mean, right, are you providing? Right,
2: very offering clinical placements. <laughs> but I think it's. I mean, you say that seriously. Um, a lot of the discussions. You know, we know there's a workforce issue, and a lot of the discussions I've been having as well. Whilst being, you know, now we're with, with Siemens, what can we do to help? You know really what can we do to help so it's not it's not out of the question and also you know I was at a customer meeting um, last week and we know you know a lot of the workforce I mean there's a workforce shortage but as well a lot of the existing workforce are coming close to retirement age um, especially in the engineering parts and, and with the linear accelerators there's a strong in-house team that maintain the equipment what we call first line and then when it something more serious happens then they bring varying engineers in to, to maintain um, a lot of that workforce are close to retiring so there's sort of an apprenticeship scheme um, that's been developed could we help like say with placement of on that apprenticeship scheme so it's it's not out of the question it's not something that we're not thinking about actually already independently of being asked um, because you know we do feel we have that responsibility and we want we want to to help and we did um one of our colleagues, Becky Lynn, um, came up with a scheme for um, um, having a for the university, university. for the planning systems. Yeah. So it's on a cloud. So it's it's accessing our planning system, Eclipse, within the um, the um, university graduates. It's, it's worked. It's absolute brainchild genius. I mean, it's and it's really who knew about COVID, but it helped with that as well. Continuing the course. Um, and that's going from strength to strength so it's just sort of having those you know working together in partnership with universities with our um, clinical customers of what services we can help with you know with the resources that we have we absolutely want to do that. I've
0: always wanted to know when uh, linear accelerators come to the end of their time I've always thought sometimes they're sent off to different countries that can't necessarily afford a brand new one what happens
2: So it's not something that we get involved in directly, but there are third parties that do exactly that, so they will, in essence, buy the machine off the trust, and then, you know, and it's not even to develop countries, quite a lot of um, machines go over to the US. Um, We don't, as I say, get involved, but that absolutely does happen, and it might be that Varian involved in reinstalling those in in developing countries, but, um, yeah, it's... In the third world countries, I mean absolutely, yeah, you know, there's, there's areas that don't even have any radiotherapy. So access to care is something that's very important to Varian to and we have a whole team working on that and how to help, you know, speaking to governments, raising the awareness with um, World Health Organisation, you know, moving away from cobalt and radioactive sources um and you know helping link up i mean there's you know there's there's customers here that have schemes over in developing markets to support them with expertise and and resources and i think you know the way that our equipment is being developed that it can you can do planning you know of of dosimetry remotely um you can do remote monitoring of the machines uh you know and, and even remote fixing we do that here in the uk and that sort of you know what we're driving for is is more predictive maintenance so stopping the machine breaking by tracking it's um and and then trying to fix as much of it remotely as possible so that is only going to help
1: we don't just turn it off and turn it back on again
2: <laughs> yeah just give <laughs> it a, give it. it a hit yeah, just <laughs> going, you get the screwdriver you yeah. bang it on a
0: certain <laughs> three times there's probably instances where that'll still help but
2: yeah no we are um you know that's it helps here because of you know uptime, keeping that machine up and running so it doesn't affect patients' treatments and patients having to be cancelled is absolutely numero uno goal um, for our development and our team. Amazing, well thank you so much, Raj and Adele, for coming on um, and sharing your experiences. It's been amazing to
1: get a different perspective uh, here in the UK. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having us. Thank you
1: very much. <laughs>